Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. NLA Live 2020 is coming up soon. Our third annual conference is being held this year at the Talking Stick Resort in Scottsdale, Arizona, April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. We've got a great lineup of speakers, possibly better than any year in the past. And we also have some incredible deals on tickets and hotels. Uh, you can reserve a hotel room for as little as $149 a night by visiting nextlevelagents.com and clicking on the event page. We look forward to seeing you there. All right, Next Level Podcast listeners, uh, I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and I am joined this week by Kenny Klaus. Kenny, how's it going, buddy? Man, incredibly great. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak with such a great group that's uh, constantly working to get better at their craft, man. So proud to be part of it. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's funny. That's how you and I met way back in the day. So for the listeners that don't know, Kenny and I are in the same market, kind of in the same back backyard in the greater Phoenix area, but I met Kenny through a mastermind that I somehow got invited to way back in the short sale days when I, I hadn't even been in real estate a year um, at that point. And, you know, just kind of developed the relationship with him throughout the years and really have come to admire his business, but not, not just his business, the way he's built it and the way he's continued, has continued to add things to his business to grow it and make it even bigger. It's always been something about Kenny I admired. And so, as you know, as a listener of the podcast, I like to dissect what top agents are doing in their business and how they've grown it. So um, I can't think of a better person than Kenny Kloss to come on and share some of that stuff with us. And appreciate it. It's an honor. I thank you so much. Yep. No worries. So tell, like, just give us the, you know, give us the, the 30 second rundown. Like, how did you, I mean, I know you were, you were a FedEx uh, before you got into real estate, but like, when did you get into real estate and, and how did it even come about? So first of all, you said 30 seconds. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, five minute, you know, elevator pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, um, no, I mean, real quick, you're, you're right. I was a FedEx guy for 13 years, which kind of gave me the the foundation for how I grew my real estate business, but uh, got licensed in 99. So in my 20th year now, which seems crazy, but uh, it's true. And uh, just really kind of did both, you know, part-time as I was transitioning out of FedEx based on you know, consistency of income and benefits and all of that. And so we had some goals that we set and it took me about four years, about three and a half, four years total to get to the point where I could, you know, do this full time. And, um, and then just jumped in from there and started learning and growing. And, um, you know, we can talk more about getting into, you know, kind of how we built the business, but, uh, fun thing yeah. is it's been consistent now, man. And I, uh, I love to kind of share the story cause I'm still doing it today. Is, is kind of the fun thing. And it's all built on, you know, not a moment in the market, but just built on, you know, consistent, relentless effort. And uh, we may lose a few people there, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is work still. And, uh, but the opportunity, you know, it's, it's that fear of waking up every day unemployed, but then the opportunity to wake up every day with no ceiling above you is, is, is motivating and exciting for me. It's pretty amazing. So, you know, I, I want to stop you there for a second because you just said something that I know a lot of the listeners uh, and a lot of agents who are newer are challenged with. You actually did the, hey, I'm going to start part-time and keep this full-time job and transition. And it's been my experience that a lot of agents don't ever make that transition because yep. they never have the ability to put in the effort to the real estate sales. Could you share maybe, was there one or two things that you did or was there a moment when it clicked for you and you went, oh yeah, okay, I, I got this. I'm going to be able to to complete this transition because I see so many people never make it over that bridge. You know, the, the truth of it is, is that I didn't know what I didn't know back then. I just had set a goal, uh, me and my wife, because we were both working at, you know, at regular jobs. And um, we just really set a goal and said, you know, if I continue to do this, I know where I'm going to end up. And it's not a bad place. I had a lot of good buddies at FedEx that have done very well and been there a long time. It just, it just, didn't feel like at that age that I should settle for that without challenging myself. So we really just set a goal and said, you know, we want to both, you know, she was working full time. It's like, I want to get you out of, you know, stay at home. You know, um, when I met her, she had a three and six year old, which are now 30 and 27. It's crazy. But um, 
we had, you know, we wanted to have two of our own. It was my goal. And so really to have her home and, and that was a motivator to me. And then we just set a goal and said, hey, we want to have no debt and have $10,000 in the bank. And if that takes me three years or six years or whatever, that's kind of our, our vision. And so we were, you know, kept chipping away at it. You know, I started selling some houses, just reinvested that money back into paying off debt. And then um, actually got to about 30,000 in savings and no debt before I finally made, made the, the leap. You know, but back then I had to always think bigger than me because I had, you know, a wife counting on me and kids and, you know, with, without benefits in, in, in the world today is, you know, is tough. And so we really had to be in a position, but it was also my motivator. You know, I, you know, I knew what my why was in, in a bigger picture and I've always been an opportunity junkie. I, I, I just feel like if, if my efforts are, you know, I control them. And if I put in enough that the opportunity can be as big as it, it can get and just stay humble, stay hungry. Like you hear out there, it's just, you got to live that and, um, and keep growing. And, and so, you know, that's kind of how I, how I started, you know, like a typical agent, just trying to meet people and, and do real estate. And, and I quickly realized that that, um, you know, was a, was a tough way to do business just because you never knew where your next lead was coming from versus kind of being laser focused. And that's kind of how I started taking that step in about 2001. You know, one of the things I love that you said, Kenny, was um, super powerful, and I, I just I want to make sure it's not glossed over by the listeners, is that you had set a goal of no debt and $10,000 in the bank. And the next words you said is it didn't matter if it took three years or six years. I think so many of us in real estate and probably just people in life, we have these, we have these ideas of like, hey, if I'm going to get this goal, like I've got to get it in the next year. Like this calendar year for some stupid reason we put this as a limitation on us of, well, I've got to do that this year. And if I don't, then I must be a failure. Whereas you just said, no, the goal is the goal. And in that case, it was no debt and $10,000 in cash. And if it took you three or six, you just said it didn't matter. I love the fact that you were way more attached to your goal and not necessarily making it look a certain way within a certain time frame. What's that quote out there that people, you know, um, underestimate what they can do in five years and overestimate what they can do in a year. Yep they put that pressure when they don't hit it, you know, it derails them. As long as you're seeing progress, you know, and you're doing the right thing. And, and one thing that you know, took me, I was a slow learner um, on the personal growth front. I just willed my way to work ethic and success in a lot of ways. I was always competitive as an athlete. Um, and so once I got, you know, to that point, I, in 05, I actually went to a Brian Buffini seminar called, called a turning point. Ironically, <laughs> for me, that was a turning point because it made me get out of my own way and say, man, there's so many people doing things at a high level that's been proven. You know, the question always is who do you trust and who do you listen to? It's easier to validate that in today's world, you know, online. And of course, I guess it's confusing too, but um, it was really just start reading and, and working on how do I get better? Cause you know, I'm truly my number one asset and my world grows to the extent that I grow. So having to get better, you know, as a person, as a friend, as a, as a husband, as a father, just looking at um, ways to, you know, just push myself a little bit more and, you know, I incorporated the whole two, one, two thing, you know, at 212 degrees, which is, you know, at 211 degrees, water's hot at 212, it boils, boiling water creates steam and steam's powerful enough to move a locomotive. It's that one extra degree. And I've always looked at that. It's like, how do we do that one little extra thing to take things from ordinary to extraordinary in anything you're doing in life. And so you just live that mission and, man, the compounding results over it over time are pretty exciting. The problem is we're in a world where, you know, it's get rich quick. It's how do you do this and, you know, make, make money. And, you know, you hear the stories, but they're so far few between. And then a lot of times you don't know what's behind the curtain anyway. Um, so you got to just focus on what you can control and what you can do. And that's the cool thing about our industry is, you know, the positive and negative is it's 90 hours to get a real estate license in Arizona. <laughs> Um, you know, the positive is it's a quick barrier to, to get into the opportunity. The, the negative is a lot of people get into the opportunity. Right. Yeah. There's no doubt. You know what I love too, is you just, you just talked about the difference between 211 degrees and 212 degrees. And what, I, what I want to share with the, with the listeners right now is, um, you've been saying that since the day I met you, that's not like some fancy thing that you said, you're like, Hey, I got to have this line cause I'm going to be on stage or I'm going to be on a podcast this afternoon that's actually something you live and I've watched you live it. Um, you know, from the time I met you just over 10 years ago, 
And because I can remember sitting in that mastermind group just right down the street from where I'm sitting right now and you talking about the difference between 211 and 212 degrees and how water starts to boil and then creates steam. And you, of all people I know, genuinely live that. And it, again, it's that compound effect of doing things like that over time. That's something that it's you, like time is that great equalizer that no lead generation tool, no method, no get rich quick scheme, nothing can, can overtake time. Right. And that's what I, that's what I love is you just gotten really clear on your principles and the way you operate. And you've just done that for a long period of time and it's been massively successful for you. Well, just so you know, just you know how committed I am. It's, it's actually tattooed right there. So I'm, yeah. uh, I'm I, my license plate's living two one two, And I think it's just, you know, it gives you that re refocus point. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. There's, there's ups and downs in this business daily. And, yeah, yeah. and how do you pick yourself up? It's who you surround yourself by, you know, what you're reading, um, you know, to really keep you motivated. I think drive people have drive or they don't motivation, you know, like Ziegler says, it, you know, it's gotta be daily like bathing, right? You've got to keep finding ways to, to push through because there's so many quitting points and let's face it. I mean, we've been through the short sale market, the investor market. Um, you know, now we're in one of the craziest markets that potentially could claim the most amount of real estate licenses since I've been in it. If people don't, you know, adapt and react quickly and kind of get out of their own way and educate and learn, you know, kind of like we talked about, you know, before with the short sale market, you know, whether CDP was, was the best program out there or not, it certainly unified an industry and gave us some direction. And for those who educated on it, you know, we came out of a, a, a terrible market that cost a lot of people their business and actually grew from it um, because the consumer needed us more than, than than they ever did. And I feel like even though we're in a positive market right now, meaning interest rates, um, homes are selling quickly, we're in a in a scary market at the same time for the, the real estate agent. And and yet at the same time, the consumer really could use us more than ever from a guide and from having representation on their side um, to really be, you know, the market expert to make sure they know all their options. So it really hasn't changed. It's just this time it's a positive message. The question will be is how quickly do we as an industry adapt and then unify as realtors, not as who cares what company you're with, but as an industry. And I think that to me going forward, that's why I'm taking my time and sharing the vision of what I think is you know, if we don't all let consumers know that we're on top of what's happened in the market, the difference this time around is the path to get to your database is wide open. It is yeah. not a closed, it is not a closed database. They are seeing TV, radio, commercials, like in short sale, we didn't really have that coming after our database. So we had time to react to it here. I don't think you have time, man. I mean, it's, it's out there. And again, I'm talking, you know, our, our market, of course, Arizona, which we both get to share in, is where everybody likes to try out their new tech toys. So we're constantly one of the first to have to adapt to a new market or what's happening. But this time is different than any of them. I've seen it. And I don't think it's a, a moment in the market. I think this is the market. I think it's a moment in time that is going to be a placeholder. And, and I want to talk about that more. But if, before we do that, to give us an idea, like, what is the Klaus team like? What's your production look like? Do you guys work, you know, tell us, um, obviously, and I, and I know, so uh, sorry if it sounds like I'm asking a stupid question, but not, not all the listeners know, like, like what's, the, what's the crux of your business? I mean, what, how many transactions have you guys done in the last 12 years? And is that in a concentrated area? Like, what, what are your main lead levers, if you will, for generating the amount of business that you do? So, Kevin, just remember, there are no dumb questions, my friend. Sometimes dumb people that ask questions. So you're good. You're, <laughs> you're good. Um, no, you know, I, I don't, you know, you get this question all the time when you, when you have some success in the market. And I, quite honestly, um, at the end of the day, it's what are we doing? You know, what are we doing now? And what's happening in the market? You know, one thing I'm proud of with our team, especially in the Phoenix market, is that we're in our 11th year in a row with averaging a home sold every single day. And the reason I share that is just because, you know, the one thing I hope to help agents with is consistency in their business so that they don't have that, you know, that up and down where, oh, I had a good year and then I'm gone. And I had, it's how do you build a business and actually that can sustain the markets and, and grow. So, you know, we'll do, 
I think we're in our fourth year, you know, over a hundred million. We'll do about 135, 140 million this year for just under 500 sides. Um, you know, we're dealing with a lot of the buyer market, which has been really tough just from a, um, you know, cost of lead standpoint, and then what we're netting on that as far as some of the commission structures that are out there based on that, but it's also a different transaction. So, you know, just to give you an idea, I've, you know, again, in my 20th year, we've been geographically farming an area since 2001, where we have, you know, pretty strong market share. I do it based on zip codes. And the cool thing about farming for me is no matter what markets we've been in, with the exception of REO, where leads were assigned, you know, the short sale market, like we've never stopped doing our newsletter, um, 21,000, 22,000. Well, of course, we're, we got two other farms, about 30,000, but say the main farm, about 21, 22,000 a month. We've never quit doing that. And what's happened to what I, when I look up now, why I, can, I feel like I can teach on this is because we built an audience over time and not just an audience, but a trusted audience. Like they've seen our brand, you know, things we do in the community, donations, our charity, but when the market has shifted, our, our newsletter didn't change, meaning that the look of it or the consistency, just the content, just the message. And here we are again with a different message that we have to adapt to. I don't like it either, but the point is I want to stay relevant. You know, it's time to adapt. So give you kind of a snapshot. We're in East Mesa in, in Arizona. Geographic farming has been really our, our lead generator on top of pass repeat. Very little internet, not door knockers. Not that I don't recommend it when you're farming because they already kind of know your name, but, you know, I've always been marketing based and very little, you know, maybe a little prospecting enhanced, but uh, mostly just marketing. I'm, I'm a high eye. So I like when people call me to come list their house versus I got to call and bug them. So, yeah, there's no doubt. What I love too is like, you've really taken this whole, like you're, you're in the market. Um, you know, you owned first, you owned one zip code in, in your farm and then you own the next one over and you very sequentially built that up over time. I mean, you've gone so far as you now own other businesses in in your neighborhood, right? Um, so, I mean, you you started, I'll never forget, like you started a restaurant. I went out there. I remember when you first opened, I'm like, gosh, what is this guy doing? He's crazy. Like real estate, real estate's enough. And now he went and opened a restaurant and then you like started doing more. And you, what I love is like, you're you're truly in your community. You're not just like a guy sending postcards once a month to the same 21,000 people. Like, you live there, you work there, you have a, you feed people there. Like it's a, it's everything about what you guys do. And you've been able to use that to grow this huge business, man. And I think that's something that, um, that deserves, you know, first of all, recognition, but second of all, like I can only imagine the, um, the, the authenticity and the way people feel about you in the community. Cause you're, you're kind of everywhere and you have been for 20 years now at this point. Well, man, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we've got three restaurants, possibly, I can't quite release yet, but possibly a fourth one on the way. And then, um, but interestingly enough, the restaurants, you know, we're, we're a very similar business model. We just wrapped around it and put community first. We have a community room in the back for people to have, you know, events at, soccer games. I do my neighborhood network meeting back there. Um, ironically, I don't know if you know or not, but happy hour every day starts at 212 course so of course uh, of course we have a uh, you know a treasure box for the kids so if the kids come in and they get a little key and it says if they eat all their food and are good they get to go to the treasure box which you know mom and dad loves that as much as the kids and so you know, it's just really understanding who your audience is and not trying to force your will upon them just find out how to best serve them and then go out and fill that fill that gap um, and then the opportunity just you know just being genuine, being transparent, uh, being humble. You know, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to do some dumb stuff, but then owning it and uh, and then consistently just getting up every day. You know, the thing I find with real estate, and, and this isn't, uh, don't take this personally, but is, you know, for me, it was, you know, I worked in FedEx for 13 years. Prior to that, I went to Catholic grade school and high school. So when I got into real estate, I had to learn how to dress myself. I mean, everything mm -hmm. was uniform, right? So it was blue, gold, or yellow shirt. And slack so you know my point what i you know teach our team and, and people is you know if you expect and when you're consumer facing I mean, you're going to appointments and working with buyers and so you know put your uniform on every day and go to work you know the mindset changes when you actually get dressed to go to work versus kind of roll in at whatever time with whatever you know fedex had consistent results and has only grown massively you know since i left there in in, in the early 2000s 
but it's because everybody puts their uniform on, has a unified mission, has a plan, and goes to work every day. And I think as our industry, sometimes you know we we think, well, I won't have a client today, or I won't have this. And put your put your uniform on and go to work when you're at work. And you know I think the public needs great servants, and I think we have an opportunity, especially in this market, to continue to do that. And there's so many little ways. Our, our industry is wide open on how you want to market and how you want to get to yeah. people. And, you know, I would say the riches are in the niches. And you know, I happen to start with a 1700 house community and built out from there. So you don't have to be massive. I mean, all the other activities in business you can still do, but just find something that when you're not, you know, out with a client, you're not, what else can you be focusing your energy and work on? Is it building a farm? Is it building an investor business? Is it, you know, whatever it is that that you really like sky's the limit which is really what's cool about about this industry it just takes not jumping to the next thing the next thing because it didn't work in 30 days because usually why it didn't work is the operator not not the system yeah you actually so to go back to in a second like you said you sparked something i had a mentor who used to say you know there's a big difference between casual and informal and casualness breeds casualties he, he happened to go to West Point. Um, and so, you know, casualness breeds casualties and informal can be, so for me, like you look at me, I'm informal, right? I wear, typically wear shorts and flip-flops and a, and a shirt, a t-shirt and that that's informal. The way I conduct business is very, it is, is not casual, very on purpose, right? And I think what happens for a lot of people, and I think this is the story is like putting on, a lot of us need to put on the uniform because that tells us, hey, we're no longer casual. We're very, we're going to be formal, and we're we will not be casual because casualness breeds casualties. Like it's it's a mindset. It really is a mindset, in my opinion. And so, I mean, I don't take offense to that at all. I think that's a great no, point. Just, I mean, we, you know, I we we, we tease, you know, when you're when you're consumer facing or whether you're going, it's just a mindset stuff thing. Yep. And, and mindset is really everything. I mean, the, our current mindset of a realtor in the Phoenix market, oh, it's. <laughs> There's a lot of opportunity right now to really stay in curiosity, ask more questions, get to educate and understand stuff before jumping into judgment. Because like I said earlier, you don't, you're not, you can't protect your database anymore. You can talk to it. You can manage it. You can, you can be the resource. You can be the one who's guiding them. But if you're not doing that either through, I don't care, video or print or however you're talking. I suggest video, like we use viral marketing just for the sake of people getting to hear me and know that I care and I got this. But it is such a time to be talking to your people. If not, they're hearing it on the radio and TV and social and, you know, we have so much good to talk about. Just don't be afraid to message your database. Hey guys, it's Kenny. Hey, holy cow, are you confused on, on the real estate market today? Hell, I'm in the business, I know I am. But the great news is, is I got you covered. I, I'm on top of all this stuff. There's these I buyer things. There's, you know, investors, there's sell your house, this. Great news is I've sorted all this out. So if you have a real estate question or thinking about it, just give me a call and I'll help you sort out all of it. And, uh, and I'm on your side or just simple. I mean, it's not, not, they just have to know you got it right. And at the yeah. end of the day, you know, it's, it's like last year, we had some of the biggest tax law changes we've ever had. And if I had to go find that out on my own, or I didn't hear from my CPA that he's on, I'm assuming he is, but if he sends me a video, hey, Kenny, holy cow, you know, tons of changes. Great news is, is I'm on top of it. Now go sell some houses. You know, I'll talk to you later in the year. I go, that's my pro. He, he's got me covered. So it's just messages. Don't hide. Don't act like they don't see it. And the one thing that I, I, I find the most humor in um, is that, when agents on these forums or out in the in public are more concerned if Zillow, Open Door, Offerpad are making money or not, and yeah. I go, I go, seriously, guys, who gives a rip? I mean, it, it, it's irrelevant to you unless you're an investor with them. I mean, it really is irrelevant. If they don't make it, great, you'll still be there. If they do make it, the question is, will you still be there? And you need to start understanding this stuff. Yeah. So that that kind of brings me to my next subject was you know, you, you alluded to the market in Phoenix and all the stuff that's going on and um, our iBuyers. So one of the reasons I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you was, you know, you and a recent guest of, of mine, Dan Noma, who's, who's also another guy local here, good yeah. buddy, got together recently and 
started working on a course, right? And so with iReal Estate Pro, which I think is so timely and is something that we as agents really need. Like we need this type of education. What, like, why did you decide to do that, man? Because you've got, you've got the restaurant businesses going. You've got, like, you go to Mexico, like you enjoy your family. You've got grandkids. You've got, you've got the, you had a couple other businesses that you're focused on as well. And this was the thing it appeared to me where you went, you know what, this is important. I need to kind of go all in on this. Like, what was it about that that made you go, yeah, Dan, let's, let's work together and let's create iRealEstate Estate Pro? Well, you know, interestingly enough, um, August um, uh, 2019 is the five-year anniversary of Open Door's first purchase in the Phoenix market. And I, like a lot of agents, and even when short sales started, kind of had my head in the sand. You know, I heard them on, the, on TV or they got, you know, I used to get the postcards in the mail, you know, where they'd send me an offer and it was like ridiculous they were sending net offers a lot of times but anyway um and i just disregarded it and then all of a sudden you know we'd lose a listing because the people wouldn't even call us back and then all of a sudden we'd see tax records change we started going what is this and then they started sending us offers on our current listings and it was like we don't want to like no that it's it's like wholesale stuff like why would we do that and then all of a sudden the offers started getting a little bit better and more of our people you know, if we didn't tell them about this option, they didn't trust us anymore either. Like, they're like, well, why would you hide this? Well, because I make less money. Well, that's not going to last long term. The consumer has to be first. And so whether you make a little bit less here versus here, it doesn't matter what's ever in the best interest of the client. So, you know, having a team um, that I care about deeply and the people involved, we had to go figure this out. And, And really one of the first things I did um, there's a guy named Tyler Hickson over at Open Door, and he had reached out to me a couple times, and I finally said, you know what, you know, I'll meet you. Let's meet and have lunch. And that was like a two-hour plus at one of our restaurants, of course, but two-hour plus, you know, meeting. And I really got to know him, quite honestly, as a person first, and realized I, I didn't want to choke. And well, a little bit still, but yeah. um, but really got to hear the story and, and what they were up to and and how you know, I could understand it better so that I could actually talk to my consumer about it. And believe me, I didn't want to deal with them either and, and have to you know, take a lower fee or anything like that. But what I really realized is this is a great product for a consumer. Like who doesn't, like if me and you went to a listing appointment, wouldn't it be great if we got a cash offer on that property? Well, that's kind of what this is, except they're willing to buy. They tell you what they're willing to buy. They put their buy box right out there. And sometimes it's a great option, sometimes it's not. But to be a true professional, if I don't talk to my clients about every offer available in the market, I think there's some fiduciary there. We, that's a whole other conversation. But I think it's important that they're at least aware of the, these offers, whether you get them or they go get them on their own. You know, my recommendation would be you lead the process. You know, you protect their identity, you market to these iBuyers versus just checking boxes and filling out a form. But to go back to your question, I mean, really the first step was I had to go personally get educated and come back to the team and go, holy cow, guys, like this isn't going away. It's going to get better for the consumer, I think. And the fact that we had seen so many people choose, you know, control and certainty and convenience, what I call the three C's over equity. Holy cow. That was a life that was a game changer because yeah. we're so competitive as agents to get top dollar because we think that's what drives our commission. Like if I tell them what they want to hear, they may pay me, you know, X commission. Um, what I quickly realized is that money was, was one part of the, of, of the, of the um, opportunity for the client, but it wasn't the end all be all. Meaning if they knew, you know, their situation was they're moving to Colorado, they need to close on a property and they need a closing date. 42 days from now, I couldn't guarantee that. But with this product, I could guarantee it. And they may give up $10,000. And I thought, no one will do that. Like, why would they do that? And all of a sudden, they're picking that consistently and going, you know what? It's okay. We, we, we don't want to show our house. We don't want to do this. We don't. And I went, $10,000 is a lot of money. $15,000, $20,000 is a lot of money. But if you've made a hundred thousand in the last five years in equity and it's not earned income, you didn't have to go to work for it. Like you do your wage. 
People get detached from equity just like they do chips in Vegas. The reason they give you chips in Vegas is because they remove the emotional attachment of money and you're freer to, to spend. And so it's not our job to tell the consumer that they should get as much as possible for their home or that they should go that route. It's our job to provide options and choices for our clients and let them choose what's the best option for them. Now, again, that's my opinion, but I think if I was in front of a consumer panel that they would go, yeah, that's, that's the right opinion. Don't tell me what you think I want. Show me all my options and then be there by my side. And so, you know, representation is still a big opportunity for us to make sure people know that we can represent them no matter what. That's kind of like going to new construction. We fought that battle for years where, you know, people accidentally go in there on a Sunday because they didn't want to bother you. And now all of a sudden they're unrepresented. I'm pretty sure the home builder didn't tell them to get a home inspection prior to close or, you know, six months after or whatever, or that that person has to sell every lot in that subdivision where I don't have to sell any lots in that subdivision, whatever's best for you. This is really the same thing in representations. We're representing you. Uh, looking at all the iBuyer options. And this is something we talked about earlier when I say you, uniting as an industry. Zillow is united. They, they know what their mission is. Their teams are told, this is our mission and you will carry it out. Open door, same thing. Offer pad, same thing. Hell, within our own companies as realtors, we fight amongst each other and, and, and do things that you know, are, are not unified. Whereas I think we have to look at is forget what brand you're a realtor, and if we want to keep this industry, we have to unite in how we message the consumers and let them know that no matter which road you go. So I look at it like if, if I'm going down the road, it's not I buyer left and consumer, you know, or traditional sale right. It's a straight road ahead. We're just going to do it together, and you get both options with me. Whereas if you go to them, you're only getting one option. And by the way, they're going to give you an option that matches their offer. I mean, it's just how it is. It's not, they're not going to necessarily give you real market value. I also, not necessarily real market value, but what you could do to fix it up or make it, make it ready. And this is our opportunity as agents is, you know, do you have resources for people? Or are you just giving them a vendor list? Or are you actually calling the vendor and helping set the appointment and, and make it as easy and frictionless as possible for them? And if you're helping to, I mean, I'm carrying one or two right now for like 4,700 is one I just, just had across my desk the other day to pay for carpet and paint and then put it on the back end and I'll get paid when it closes. Now there's some risk. I'm not saying everybody to do it, but we know we're going to get them more money. We're going to keep our sign in the yard, really important. Um, and we're going to solve the problem. And Hey, by the way, commission's full and, uh, and a little fee on the money. So, you know, there's, there's, you got to get a little bit creative, but it's gotta be consumer centric. Um, yeah. it's gotta be, that it, it's a value to them. And some people have the time to market the home and say, take, you know, 45 to 90 days from beginning to close to make that extra eight, 10, 20, 30 grand in some cases. You know, one thing too, Kevin, I actually um, went on Amazon and bought some play money. So I actually, like, we will take this with us to the, um, to the listing appointment, just to remind them of what real money looks like. And you just set that on the table and say, well, you know, here's $10,000. That's the difference between these two offers. If you're okay with it, hey, that option has a lot of perch to it. If you want, I'm gonna get to work and help you get this and I'm gonna earn you at least this, if not more, by getting your home ready and going, going full retail. Now, which one do you wanna do? It's just getting creative to give them as many solutions, you know, we're in the real estate solution business um, and that's really it. And we just have to get creative with, with the new market. We interrupt this podcast to remind you that the NLA Live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th of 2020. It is not too early to register. Visit nextlevelagents.com today and click on the events link for more information and ticketing. That's awesome, man. I, I love that. Like that is, that is such a big deal. And, um, you know, I, I want to reiterate something you, you said too, or, or not reiterate, but dig further if you could. And I, I know we're winding up on the top of the hour here. And um, so I won't take too much time, but you mentioned, okay, great. We've got a lot of people who they've got say 50 or a hundred thousand dollars in equity built up over the last five, six, seven years. Um, so 
ten thousand dollars when it's got when they got the three C's is not a big deal. Right. Th so there's a lot of the other naysayers, and and I, there's not even naysayers. There's agents who just don't know yet who are going, okay, yeah, but the market's going to go down eventually, or it's going to weaken. Um, so then these companies are probably just going to go away then, right? Like open door, just, they're already not really profitable. So they're just going to go away or Zillow is just going to lose even more money and eventually have to stop doing this. Is that how it works? Or is that what you're expecting to happen? No, I think, you know, it's, it's always kind of counterintuitive, right? I mean, that would be what you would assume would happen. These guys are already talking about this and poised for when that happens. And what does a seller need more in a down market? They need a buyer. And if they've got a buyer who's got cash, they're going to take a deeper discount in some cases just to get that home sold. And what we don't see on the front end is the amount of properties bought by iBuyers that never come back to the market. They're sold directly to REITs and other things that are buying investment property and holding those. So don't get me wrong. I mean, just, and, and, and you know, from talking to Dan Noma, who's, who's my partner in this, is Dan is, that's his space. And, and so even in our class, we talk about the institutional buyers because a lot of people don't even realize they're out there until they buy four or 5,000 homes in a market. But they only own, I mean, Invitation Home, for example, owns 85,000 homes throughout the US. You add up all the other ones, Progress, everybody owns, that's only still 2% of the available rental market in the US because most of them are owned by individuals who you know, have one, two, five, 10, whatever. So Believe me, if there's money to be made and the rents are like they are right now, we have a downturn in the market and they can buy them for a little bit less than, you know, market value because they're forecasting. You know, the thing that they have that we don't is they have a tremendous amount of sales data now in neighborhoods. The more they buy, the smarter they're getting to know average rehab costs and days on market, rental rates, all of that stuff. So. You know, I wouldn't count on down market, which by the way, I think we're a ways out from that no matter what. Yep. And down, you know, down is a is a is an interesting word compared to what down felt like in, you know, oh nine. It did that was that was down, man. That was way down. <laughs> that this was might, like steep that down. Was a cliff, right? I mean this yep. this next down might be a little bit, you know, it, it takes ninety days or hundred and twenty days to sell a house, not you know, not three hours. I mean, that may be the new down, but you know, these guys, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I, I had signs that were sitting out in the yard changing colors because they'd been out there for a year back in the, that market. Um, a consumer would have, hell, we went down 40 grand anyway. They could have just taken an offer. So yeah, I wouldn't count on that. I would count on, you know, refining your business, adapting to it because real estate is such a great conversation right now. Interest rates are low. The market has been good. No, this is an optimum time to be really educated on what's happening. But what I'm finding is a lot of agents that aren't doing enough volume in the marketplace are going, yeah, this hasn't doesn't affect me. It hasn't it hasn't affected me. The reality of it is, you know, to do more business, you're going to come across this. And if you can't sit at the kitchen table and talk about it or blog about it or social post about it uh, and really understand it, you're going to become, you know, further in the distance and, and not a value to your client. And the one thing the internet has done is it's, it's taken off. We're not the gatekeeper of anything anymore uh, online. I mean, truthfully, we yeah. lost search in 06. CMAs are dead. Nobody cares about a CMA anymore. I mean, the guys are so, you know, get a free CMA and we all did it. That's, that's dead too. They go online, they put in their address, they get nine CMAs within seconds. They pick the one they like and they go, there's the value of my home. When I'm ready to sell, then I'll call someone. Man, what a message we have now. I mean, think about door knocking, Kevin. You went and door knocked around an open house this weekend, and then people, hey, you know, the Johnsons asked us to sell their home, blah, 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 your little script. And you go, oh, by the way, would you, uh, would you be interested in a no-obligation competitive offer on your home? I could have it to you by tomorrow. Huh? What? Like, there's an offer. It's not a CMA. It's not a put you in my database. Like, would you like an offer on your home? great. Let me, where's the best place to send that? Um, or I'll stop back by tomorrow. I mean, think about the conversations and I mean, what if you door knocked a hundred homes and 10 of those wanted a competitive offer and two of those took them and you made 1% for, you know, two hours worth of work. I mean, it's, it's, it's not it's, a bad gig. It's crazy, man. And I, I, you know, we're just embracing it and, and we're powering up to go out and just start asking. I, I can tell you, you know, you know, I, I used to own a restaurant in San Diego for 13 years. And a year and a half ago, 
someone came to us, not for sale, by the way, and said, hey, we'd like to buy your restaurant. Can we make you a cash offer? And my partner, Sam, out there said, yeah, let's go ahead and, and have it. And then they sent it. And we went, did you, did you see the PL? But okay. And so we sold that property with not one intention of selling it. But the deal was right. The timing was right. And I've got the same thing going on in Mexico right now. One of my condos, the guy bought the 11th floor. A guy bought the penthouse on the 11th floor. My agent down there, who's asked me many times because they're so low on inventory, would you want to part with any of your condos? Like, would you sell one or two of them? And I said, no, they're doing great. He calls me. He goes, hey, the 11th floor, the guy just bought the penthouse. He wants every unit on the 11th floor. Can I get you an offer? I said, yeah, go ahead, send it. You know, the difference of having to market it and put it on the market and go through that, even in Mexico where I'm not there, it's a vacation rental, was, yeah, send me an offer. I mean, I'll look at it if I don't like it. But that guy, but will I use Dan 100% of the time? Unless I open my own brokerage down there. But if, would I use him 100% of the time? Um, because he brought me a solution and he was forward thinking and he said, I have an opportunity. I want to present it to you. That was value to me. Yeah, that was, that was huge value. And I think um, as agents now more than ever, we've got to find ways to bring value to our, to our clients, to our sphere. Uh, otherwise we will find ourselves looking for another job, quite frankly, um, because these companies are out there. They are, they are as co consumer centric as they come. And if we don't find a way to go insert value and, and be, uh, be that person, that trusted resource for our clients, then we're, we're going to be, they're not going to need us. They'll, they'll eliminate us. No doubt about it. Yeah. It just can't be, we can't put our best interest ahead of the clients because that's a losing battle. Put your clients out there. And by the way, you know, if you go to a listing appointment and, and the iBuyer offer is better and they want to go buy a home, guess what? You just did a buy sell in like 30 to 45 days. Um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. People are already doing it with builder trade-in programs. They're netting a total of, say, four. You're in that same position. You just didn't have all the marketing and the friction of a listing. And don't get me wrong, man. I wish they weren't here, 100%. Wish they weren't around in 99.9% .9 of the cases because I'm willing to go do the work and get the house sold. Um, I really am. I mean, I by selling to them, I'm losing my sign in the yard. I'm losing my marketing, the open house. But you can still put a sign if the client allows it you know, during say the 20 to 40 days that during closing and still try to get some calls. So you've got to get creative, but man, I wish they didn't exist either. The problem is they do and they're multiplying. We've got another one getting ready to launch next month here locally. Um, you know, these lead aggregators are jumping into the business now, right? I mean, you know, Home Light has their program, you know, you, you go request an agent and says, hey, you want an offer on your house? Like, I mean, it's going to continue to grow when sellers raise their hand and say, yeah, send me an offer. And we need to find a way to, to, to convey that message that we participate in that and we can help you. The great news is we don't have to have any of the capital or any of the risk. We just have to have the message to stay in front of our people. Yeah, that's solid. So, all right, so where can people learn more about that? What's the website people can go to uh, if they want to take a look at that training that you guys have put together, which um, I'm, I've completed it. Fred, Fred, my business partner, has completed it as well. It's super, super good training and I highly recommend everybody do it. Well, so it's called, um, so irealestatepro.com. So just I and then realestatepro.com. And our acronym is IREP and the concept there is because I represent you. So when you're sitting at a kitchen table, you know, hey, I'm IREP certified. It means I represent just you. I don't represent any of these I buyers. I don't represent, you know, anybody else, the builders. I just represent you was the idea. And so we packed that thing full of, um, scripts. A lot of the scripts you've heard me say today are on there, plus more. Um, and I've been doing this, you know, almost five years now on the iBuyer side. I've done a lot of bad marketing around it as I was learning. You're getting all of our white labeled marketing pieces that we're currently using. We just added another one this week. Um, you also get a white labeled website. Um, Scott doesn't like me to keep saying the name of what we use because then every agent goes to it and, and blows it up. But we basically took the landing page or the website that we use to, to attract, you know, I buyer, um, you know, um, the idea of kind of like the Travago or Travedia, Tra yeah. Travago Expedia of real estate where, Hey, why get one offer? We'll go get them all. But we've created that in a white label so that every agent can plug into their website. Cause if every agent across the country just has a 
get an instant offer button or get a competitive offer now button on their website, we start to level the playing field. And then your consumer knows that you offer that product too, that they don't have to go around you. But if it's only me and you and 10 people, we're not big enough to, meaning talking to enough people, but if every agent, because here's the thing is, I do not mind at all competing agent versus agent for a listing appointment. What I don't like is competing agent versus robot when I don't have any control of who I'm competing against and the power that they may have. So if every agent has that, so part of the package is all of that. We've got videos, we're actually, um, we're doing a, um, a, a meeting kind of like this with the owner of uh, Knock tomorrow. So we're gonna keep bringing the most relevant stuff to the community. And this isn't like CDP where you took a class and it's over. This is an ongoing because of the speed of the market. Like we have to keep everybody updated what markets they're going to next. Cause like San Diego people right now are calling going, hello, hello. I've heard all this out in Arizona, but now Zillow's launching here. What do we do? You know, my Colorado friends, same thing, you know, a while back. And you're starting to hear the noise because now they're all being impacted by, by this. It's an opportunity for us to unite and we're just packing this thing full. I've got radio ads, we've got scripts. I mean, any way you're marketing, if there isn't something in there, you'll tell us and we'll get it. Because like I'm in the trenches with you guys and I'm putting my name on this. I don't want it to be crap. It's got to be value. Um, so irealestatepro.com, it's about three and a half hours of online content. That unlocks the lab. We also have a private community in there which I think we're transitioning over to a, a private Facebook group, just because I know people frequent that a little, it's easier to use maybe, but um, where we can start sharing best practices and ideas and things we're doing to go out and, and unify. So it doesn't matter what brand you're with, doesn't matter any of that. We're ultimately all realtors and we need to, we need to get on the same page on how we're messaging this, um, this, new, this new market we're in. Awesome, man. Well, Kenny, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate it, man. We, we, uh, Thank you for taking the time out of your super busy schedule to uh, chat with me and the Next Level Agent uh, podcast listeners and share your wisdom through this IREP course and all the other stuff that you do out for the community. It means a lot to me and I know it means a lot to the agents that you've impacted over the years and the ones that you're, you're going to continue to impact. So thanks a lot. And Next Level Agent listeners, um, follow Kenny, hop on to his Facebook group. Uh, is an iBuyer hub. Is that the name of it? Yeah, so so the non the non member one, the the open group is just iBuyer and the word hub, um, and we started that about two months ago just to start. This was before we even launched the class, was just to start unifying agents. And then from the from the comments and the questions on iBuyer, I'm like, all right, we I can't keep this all to ourselves. We got to go to market with this and get the message out so that agents are armed with this. So that you know, I don't care what state you're in. The more I buyer deals that they do in your state without representation, the bigger risk we all have of, of them growing faster. So, you know, just, just dive into this stuff. If you don't like it, you know, I mean, so it's a, it's an investment in, in your business, in your future. And I'm just telling you, you're, you're getting it from two people that are doing it, in my opinion, at a high level consistently and not just trying to sell a product, but to really arm you with the tools and education to go survive and ultimately thrive in, in this new, in this new market. Absolutely. And uh, you know, Dan had shared a discount code with you guys or with us recently and I, I put it in the Facebook group and I'll share it here. It's NLA 2019. So NLA 2019 will save like a hundred bucks off of the, the, the course. We don't get anything for that. That was just Kenny and Dan going, we want to make sure that, that uh, the next level agent uh, community gets in there and really takes advantage of this. Cause there's a lot of stuff in there. And to his point, like, We've got to come together as a, as an industry and unify. And I think this is one of those things that we can really rally around to do that, to do that with. So thanks well, a ton, man. And with that discount and with, you know, the, uh, the monthly stuff, I mean, you're talking about really less than a thousand dollar annual investment in your business. You get the website, but the thing is, this isn't just one. I mean, next month we've got more interviews and more stuff we're dropping in more marketing pieces so um, you know, we're proud of, of where we started. We know it's not perfect. We know it's got some work to do. Uh, we'll continue to refine and improve. Um, I don't know any other way and I, I wouldn't do it if, if we weren't. So, uh, but thank you guys for helping get the message out. And hey, if there aren't iBuyers in your market yet, this is even a bigger opportunity to start understanding this. And by the way, you might end up finding some local iBuyers because really it's kind of a guaranteed sale that this is guaranteed offer. And you just need, if you find the person who will make the offer, or maybe it's yourself, you know, get a line of credit, whatever, 
um, you'd be surprised when you give people options what they may end up taking. And um, and so you know, don't be afraid of this. Just understand it first. I don't care if you decide to go which way you decide to go. Just understand it first before you talk about it or before you make a decision. Get educated first, then then decide what what you think is right. There's a lot of negativity out there, a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of comparisons people are putting with you know these offers that I'm just not seeing in today's market um, with fees and repair requests. So you know understand it first before you take somebody else's word that may be upset or maybe had a, a one-off you know bad experience. Because keep in mind, in the last five years they've changed a lot and grown a lot. I mean, their inspections used to be brutal, then they got really good, and now they're pretty much what they think the buyer is going to ask for when they resell it, um, but they give estimates. I mean, they've really come a long way to make it even easier for the agent to uh, to be involved. So anyway, let's keep communication open, man. If we can, you know, want to revisit sometime too, I'm happy to, and we'd love to get a bunch of your people in there sharing feedback so we can make this thing as, as awesome as possible for all of us. Right on. Kenny Klausen, I really appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, my man. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Hey everyone, this is Fred Weaver. I want to remind you that our NLA Live 2020 conference is coming up on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. You can visit nextlevelagents.com and click on the events page for more information. And we are honored and excited to announce that Mr. Justin Nelson is our very first announced speaker at NLA Live 2020. He'll be holding some events around the country to promote his social media trainings as well as promote NLA Live 2020. Make sure you check out the events page and we hope to see you there. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor if you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at, leave us a review, share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. That's facebook.com forward slash groups next level agents. See you soon.